everyone, Eric Gardner here from HeyEric.com and Black Realty Group, and today I wanted to record a few things. I wanted to record a market update because now we're in the beginning of November, so we have stats for October. So let's go through those first and kind of talk about what they mean. Because right now, out there in the open, people are thinking that the market's crashing, there's a recession happening, we know rates are going up, but there's a lot of opportunity still, and from what the numbers show, People are still buying houses, there's still closings are happening, and it's, it's a reasonable amount. So diving into the October numbers of along the Wasatch Front, and remember our Wasatch Front is Weber, Davis, Salt Lake, Utah, and Twilla counties. I added Twilla because it's definitely a place where people are commuting to Salt Lake to work. Um, total units sold this year, it's actually down 43% from last year, month over month. So total sales in 2021 were about 3,500. Total sales uh, in 2022 for last October was just over 2,000, 2,009. So obviously a huge dip in sales. And it's all driven right now with the cost to borrow money, interest rates. Um, there are still people buying and selling, and it's the people who need to, not people who just wanted to move for fun. Uh, next, list price. So this is median list price along the Wasatch Front. That is still up 12% month over month. So a lot of people have been talking about how prices are going down. We have had you know, price adjustments or people lowering their price to get their house sold. But still, with the sole, with the median list price, it's still up 12%. So from 465 to 520 this year. But what we where we do see that those decrease in prices in the sold price. So that year over year, that median sold price is only up 5%. So that definitely shows us that prices are compressing right now. So last October in 2021, it was $465,000. Things were selling for what they were listed at. This October, just last month, things were selling on median at $490,000. So people were listing at $520,000 and selling for about $490,000. So that's a difference of about $30,000. It's a lot of money. But we still have 5% appreciation year over year, which is still above average. You know, people talk about average appreciation in an asset like that being 2 to 4%. So our appreciation is still at 5%, even with the prices compressing due to interest rates. So a lot of people I'm working with right now and helping them sell their homes, they still have a lot of equity uh, just because there was so much appreciation over the last four, two years, etc. So, but what people are doing with that appreciation now is what's helping them get their sold, their houses sold. And we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But next, days on market, days on market have shot up. Um, last month it was 35. The year prior is only nine days median on market. So that's increased a ton. When we talk about just the last two or three months, so this October, 35 days. This September was 29 days. Um, before that in August was 22 days. So it's definitely been creeping up, you know, exactly. Interest rates creep up. People get fearful about the market. Days on market sits. So it's increased up to 35 median days on market. Um, when talking about the average units available along the Wasatch Front, that actually went down. So last month when I recorded this for September, the day I recorded it, there was 7,249 available units for sale along the Wasatch Front. This, this month, right now, today, what is it, November 8th, 7,114. So I know that's not a huge change, but it's still over 100 units lower. So what does that tell me? That shows that 
inventory just isn't skyrocketing yet. It shows that there's still transactions happening, so people are still buying and selling homes. It's just happening at a slower or more normal rate. Um, month of supply, you know, based on our current market and the units sold last month, we're sitting at about a three and a half month worth of supply on the market. And that's definitely becoming more towards a buyer's market, but isn't necessarily a strict buyer's market yet. But what I'm seeing in the negotiations is it is a very much a buyer's market. Buyers get to call the terms more, they get a lot more in closing costs, which is what we're gonna dive into shortly. Um, total available units across all of Utah, in the Utah MLS. September is 10,084, as of today, 10,006. So pretty flat, I'd say. So once again, just showing that transactions are happening and our inventory is finally maybe normalizing. Do we wanna call it that yet? I don't know. There's still a lot to happen with you know monetary policy and those types of things. But let's talk about what sellers are doing now to sell their property. So closing costs are a big part of that. So remember last year, you know, buyers had to pay all the closing costs, buyers had to do leasebacks. This year, sellers are contributing to those closing costs, that whether it's, you know, to help with normal title fees, uh, home warranties, things like that. And there's also another closing cost that sellers have been willing to pay recently, and that's called, you know, a buy down of an interest rate. And where there's a lot of different ways that ha is happening. And the one I wanted to cover right now is the 2-1 the interest rate buy-down. So the way this works is a buyer can have a lower interest rate. So let's use 7% interest as the example, which is where they're floating, maybe just a little bit higher, maybe they're up to 7.5 today, who knows. Um, but let's use 7% 7, 7 interest as the, the example rate. So a buyer could buy that down. And the way that the funds have to come, a buyer can actually pay to do a 2-1 buy-down. Someone else has to pay that for them. And in, this, in most situations, it's the seller who's willing to contribute that money at closing to buy down that rate for the buyer. It's another carrot that sellers are using to get buyers interested in their properties instead of their competition. So in this example, um, we have the cost to do this buy-down so the example is 7.25%, so a little bit higher, and they buy it down. So the first rate with a 2-1 buy down, the first year, your rate is 2% lower than what market is. And then after 12 months, it adjusts up 1%, so then it's 1% below what your market lock is. And then after 24 months, then you go to whatever your normal interest rate was when you locked in the loan two years prior. So we're sitting at 7.25%. So the first year, as soon as I close on my loan and start paying it in January, I'm paying an interest of 5.25 and my payment is basically, let's see here, $700 less, $700 savings just in the 2% of interest that I'm getting discounted. So that first year, I'm gonna save $700. Let's just do the math real quick. So $700 times by 12, so I'm gonna be saving about $8,400 for that first year just in interest. Then it's gonna adjust up, like I said, so it's gonna go up to 6.25%, and that savings is about $356 per month, and for the entire year, we're gonna save about $430 in interest. And then after that 24 months, like I said, it's gonna adjust up to your normal rate, and this example that I got from my lender is 7.25%. So the total cost for this buy down is basically you're prepaying this interest. 
and the seller is the one who's contributing this. So the cost to do this was about $12,649 that that seller is contributing to this buyer's closing costs to help them save money. And some of the theory with interest rates buy down is that, you know, the market's always changing. Global economics and U.S. economics are going to be very different in two years. So will the rates stay high for the next two years? Most people are predicting they won't. Most people are predicting they're going to go back down. I read an article this morning saying, you know, we're going to top out at about 8% and then they'll probably be in the mid fives by the end of 2023, so in about a year. So if that's the case and, and a buyer did a 2-1 buy down, when those rates go back down to 5.5% or 5 or 6%, when it makes sense financially, they can do a refinance and lock in that lower rate. Maybe they will eventually see their seven and a quarter rate. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll refinance before that. But it's a good opportunity for buyers now who are in the driver's seat to kind of lock in some extra perks from sellers. So if you have questions on the 2-1 buy down, feel free to reach out. You can put a comment below. Um, other than that, what else is going on in the market? The question now is, do you need a buyer's agent when you go to get a new build construction home? Right now in the current economic environment, we're seeing a lot of bonuses and perks from builders because they need to offload inventory before the end of the year. So who's going to tell you about those perks? Guess what? A buyer's agent is going to find out what all those are, and they're going to help you get those. What else is a buyer's agent going to do for you with a new build? They're going to review all those contracts for you. There's a lot of contracts, and they're going to make sure they're in your favor, so you're getting the best rate, you're getting the best you know, contribution, either from that builder's preferred lender or from that preferred title company or any other bonuses they might be able to offer. And you know the best part about bringing your buyer's agent, myself, to, to help you with this? The builder pays for it. There's nothing out of your pocket when, when it comes to this. So when someone asks me if they need a buyer's agent, I say yes. So if you have any questions, put a comment below. Thanks.